Welcome to the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We're also on BitChute as Awakening Podcast. I also have the Speaking Podcast, the Learn Polish Podcast, and the Meditation Podcast, and all can be found on RoyCollin.com. Today, my guest is from New Mexico. Please welcome Casey Murdoch. A pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me here. So you might, first of all, introduce yourself to my listeners. Yeah, my name is Casey Murdoch. No relation to the crazy guy in 18, though that was on television when I was in uh, middle school when I, I was love us, a teenager. Yeah. yeah. And I got, you know, I got teased a lot. Uh, people would ask me if I was crazy and I went home and asked my mom. She's like, yeah, just tell them that you're crazy uncle. They'll leave you alone. <laughs> they left me alone after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, New Mexico, uh, United States of America. And I'm currently in production of the cost of cannabis. It's a documentary series exploring, the laws and culture behind cannabis, hemp, and CBD, not just here in the United States, but worldwide. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, and it, because, you know, it's something that uh, I'm very interested in, because I've seen, say, with the hemp's, that there was cars made of hemp, they were run on hemp by Ford, and then it's like, and plus they were making all the materials, and then it's all banned, and it's like, hey, what's going on here? And of course, the big boys, oil production and everything, but I'm sure you know a hundred times more than I do. Uh, and, and, there, and, and I've been getting schooled, too, by people who know more than me, uh, because I've been, you know, I'm having to educate myself to make this documentary series so that I can educate the public because this isn't just entertainment to me this is personal i'm wearing a neck brace right now because i'm extremely animated but i have extreme arthritis in my neck and eight pinch nerves that causes migraines that can put me down for days if not weeks so i'm literally actually because of my own health i am months behind in my own production on where i thought i would be right now at this point so this helps me especially while i'm talking to people and i get super passionate and excited because all of my chronic pain and chronic illness is on the inside. So just because I'm not bleeding and I don't have a broken bone or a cast, people just assume, oh, wow, you seem healthy to me too. Well, that's nice. You seem intelligent until you open your fucking mouth, right? Oh, sorry. I forgot to ask if you can swear on this podcast. But <laughs> You're Good to go. Yeah. So, so once again, uh, you know, cannabis and hemp have been used as medicine back to ancient China, to India, throughout medical history throughout the world it, it it was in cough medicine in the early in the late 1800s along with alcohol and chlorophyll like but they're going to ban cannabis so in in my studies what here's what i didn't know the united states actually imported more hemp than we grew once we outlawed hemp the rest of the world kind of followed suit and stopped growing it because we weren't importing it anymore and as far as the whole Henry Ford thing, I reached out to the uh, Ford family to hopefully have an interview for this docuseries. I hope they get back to me. But the reason that never went forward is because the steel mill, this is America, it's capitalism. It's all about the money. You got to follow the money trail. And the steel mill was just like, wait a minute, this is stronger than steel, lighter than steel, and cheaper to manufacture than steel. We can't let that happen. So we're going to pay the lobbyists to make sure this stays illegal. Because who was already doing that in the first place? The paper mills. Because hemp paper is what they used to write the United States Constitution on. It's what the Mayflower cell was made on that they ran from the rule of England to come here to America to, well, 
kill all the natives to take over the country. So hemp, hemp, hemp is a part of our world's history, whether people in religion or government like it or not. And what's your uh, story? How did you get, I mean, uh, is it all related to your health? How did you actually get into this? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I smoked I smoked marijuana the first time when I was 16. My brother-in-law got me stoned. I was so stoned, I didn't even know I was stoned. My sister came home, found me just glued to the television, took her 10 minutes to even get my attention, apparently. So didn't try it again until after I graduated high school. I'm a big uh, advocate of teenagers not smoking it and using it unless doctor prescribed or they have medical needs because your brain is growing until you're 18. Coffee, alcohol, anything you put in your system is going to affect the growth of your brain. So I'm glad I only smoked it once, but then I started up when I was 18. I just smoked it to get high. I was enjoying myself and relaxing. Well, I was also molested when I was 13 by an older cousin. So that gave me nightmares and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't go to bed without seeing his wicked face before it, it, it caused all kinds of insomnia and issues. That's why I turned to alcohol. That's why I turned to drugs. Marijuana was the most effective at helping me erase that memory long enough or slightly enough to go to sleep at night on a regular basis without a hangover, without side effects from pills, without messing up my liver, without messing up my kidneys. And no, it doesn't mess up my lungs. I was a two pack a day smoker of cigarettes. I quit like 15 years ago. If anything is gonna destroy me, it's gonna be that. There has been no scientific research whatsoever saying that cannabis actually hurts the lungs or has any side effects whatsoever. Now, you can smoke too much, you can eat too much edibles and feel like you're about to die and have adverse side effects, but you're not going to. There's never been a single death associated to cannabis in the history of the world. I am. Um... And, and now it's the only thing that actually helps with my nerve damage and my nerve pain, which I'll be talking about in the docuseries. There's literally been studies out there uh, with, you know, rats and mice and rabbits and different things, checking out nerve damage and different issues. Uh, I'll be sharing the website in the docuseries about that, that goes through the list of herbal remedies throughout the entire planet and THC and CBD and cannabis is just one of many on there like rosemary and uh, turmeric and all the other things that we know that help with inflammation and nerve damage. Well, all of those are completely legal and safe. Well, why isn't this? It's just a plant. Oh, because that would ruin alcohol cells and big pharma cells, which I, let's see, this weekend I stopped breathing about 20 times that's how I literally expect to die. It's a side effect from the very first neuropathy drug I took that also gave me a heart attack three months later. So yeah, I don't like pills. I don't want pills. This country is addicted to all kinds of pills. Why can't I just smoke a little weed and eat an edible? And why are we letting our veterans suffer with PTSD from all the combat they've seen and just feeding them 18 pills, a handfuls of pills, when most of them would prefer to just smoke a little weed and relax? Exactly. Yeah. And when they are pumping you with these uh, toxic pills, the side effects, it just, and then it leads to the next thing, it destroys people's livers, the whole lot. And it's all orchestrated because, and what normally happens is they're using uh, synthetic ingredients from plants that were actually naturally curing people, but then adding the toxic 
toxins in with the ingredients and then you become sick and it's it's a sick it's a sick industry like yeah yeah no yeah and you're you're absolutely right and uh, once again it's you know follow the money and that's my biggest fear of full legalization is that big pharma or marlboro will take over and completely ruin cannabis uh and make it less effective for one uh look at the first thing the pharmaceutical industry did was they tried to develop a synthetic cannabis to help with seizures and epilepsy it didn't work at all well guess what did actual cannabis in 2019 the united states of america's fda approved a natural cannabis pill to help with epilepsy for children now Think about the idiotic logic behind that. It's approved for children. So we're saying cannabis helps epilepsy and is approved for children. But if you're an adult that can make your own decisions, it's still illegal for you. That's not even an approved pill for adults, children only. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. That's like, no, all the businesses are shut, but yet you can go in and buy alcohol everywhere because that's essential. You can buy all the gunk that's in all the oils, all the sugar, all the aspartam, all the toxins. That's okay, but you can't get something that's going to help you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and now we have to be careful. We, we can't sell too many Tide Pods because kids are eating them in this country. Uh, uh, alcohol is the sponsor and marketing for every freaking sports and every TV program out there. But because uh, hemp and, well, because cannabis is illegal in all 50 states, you can't advertise even CBD. You can advertise hemp, but not CBD. And most of those hemp products aren't really CBD products. They're just crap hemp products that aren't going to help you anyway. So yeah, (laughs) it's all, it's all bullshit and circles back to the money. And I've seen, because I actually even bought, I don't know, do I have it there? I bought a book uh, on it and I saw uh, the regulation. So it looks like with all the, the regulation they're bringing in, they're stopping the small time grower and just all the big boys then are coming together. So it will be like the the cigarette manufacturers and all the, and then they'll start putting toxins in it. Then it won't be safe. It's the small person that you would be feel safe with. But like it's multi-millions now to get into it. And I know that there was people that were doing it for years. They've they've actually been in shutdown. Yeah, exactly. And they shouldn't be, but let's take it to a whole nother step. Besides, besides as a business sense, let's look at it as the patient sense, okay? Right now in certain states with, uh, there's medical marijuana, okay, laws, and then there's recreational marijuana laws. Some states have both, some states only have the medical and no recreational. Now, when it comes to the medical marijuana laws, most of states have it written in laws where as a consumer, you can grow your own plants at home up to a certain amount of plants. So that way, because insurance doesn't pay for it, it gets expensive. And the amount you need to stay healthy and in the right frame of mind, good mental health beyond just physical health, it's like any other medicine. It's it's daily, it's continuous. It doesn't fix the issue. Name one pill on the planet that besides like an abortion pill that fixes the issue. And then, you know, 
that's going to raise some debates. That's not fixing an issue, but bad example. But there's not a pill on the planet. That, <laughs> delete that shit. Uh, there's not a pill <laughs> on the planet that that uh, that fixes anything. It's continual medication, and and the sooner we can get people to look at it that way as medication because for me look when in my 20s and 30s i just smoked i got high and it wasn't until i was in a car accident and i was prescribed prozac for my brain swelling because i busted the windshield with my face leading to a lot of these issues that all of a sudden i realized prozac affects me the same way marijuana affects me and it calms my adhd and helps me focus and also helps me focus with my extreme dyslexia too and then that was when I realized as 20 years as a bartender and a restaurant worker, a, a few years later, the first time I ever went to work without smoking, like, you know, one little hit before going to work, I had the worst shift of my life. Like, I felt bad for my customers. They got horrible service. Like, it was bad. I couldn't focus on nothing. Like, I felt, I told one table not to tip me. I live off tips. I don't, we make barely minimum wage of servers in this country. So if a table doesn't tip me, I don't, I can't pay my rent. And that's how bad of a day I had. I, I literally told one table, no, I pushed their money back to them. I was like, you keep that. That's the worst service I've ever given in my entire life. Made the other tables tip me, kept their money, but that one table got screwed over. And so that was my first realization of like, wow, this really is medicine for me. And then now that my health issues started four years ago, now I really realize how much medicine it is. And it's the only thing that helps my migraines and my nerve damage and my mental health, quite frankly, because it's, you know, it's been a rough couple of years in the last year with the pandemic. Everyone's all, you know, I've been stuck indoors anyway because of my own health. So I don't feel bad for everyone stuck indoors. Like you guys, once you guys get your vaccines, you guys get to go back to life. I can't, I can barely get in the vehicle to go to the store around the corner. Uh, it's That's how bad I am. So y'all enjoy your freedom. Please mask up and get vaccinated when it's available. But yeah, so, so yeah. So I used to be a stoner and now I'm a huge advocate for the science and medicine side behind it. And that's why I'm doing the cost of cannabis. And um, like, can you actually get the benefits from it without the highness? Can they take... Yes, and that's what we'll be explaining to the general public in, in the difference between what THC is and CBD is. They're both in the plants, uh, and it depends on what type of plant you're growing and how you manufacture it on what it does. The THC is what gives you the mental and euphoric kind of high that, you know, people talk about, whereas in the CBD it just gives you more of a calm, relaxing sensation and helps with the body and can help with inflammation. But in my research, I recently found out that CBD doesn't do a whole lot by itself for nerve damage. Just like a lot of cancer research has shown that CBD by itself will not help with cancer. You have to have a certain amount of THC in there to help activate the CBD in the body to help fight the cancer. I, I used to be kind of against that theory, but now as my health has gotten so bad in the last year, I realize how much truth there is behind that. Okay. And um, I, I was seen as well with the growing that uh, a lot of it is down to good quality water as well. I don't know, have you gotten into that and the actual... No, every plant I have tried to grow has died. I'm not, I don't have a green thumb. I never have. I've been horrible about that. Uh, I, have a, I have a friend who has their own, uh, actually, 
uh, his family is the subject of episode one, which also, which airs on uh, April 20th, 4.20 at 4.20 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'll send you a preview link after this so you can watch it ahead of time. Uh, but that story is about him and his family and fighting the legal system here in this country over marijuana and where they ended up now. And now they're at, their family is actual marijuana farmers in Arizona. So, so that, that kicks off the entire series with a personal story from there. And then after that, I got interviews from veterans and people all across the country and lawyers and scientists and uh, some company owners and all kinds of different people given different personal perspectives and scientific facts. And we're debunking the lies and myths that, you know, quite frankly, mostly are started by religions and politicians. I mean, we're seeing all the lies at the moment with what's going on. So I think people are more uh, open to it now when they realize what, what the way the last year they're going, didn't think this could happen. And then they're seeing all the lies they get cut out, you know, whether it's lying about the PCR test, how it's done, the statistics and the uh, CDC, is it the CDC site dropping to 6%. But oh, no, let's just continue with this lie. And unfortunately, yeah, that's the, that, that, that's the well, way it well, people, okay, people prefer the lie. See, I've been talking about this on every podcast, and here's one of the reasons legalization hasn't happened nationwide is because people, you know, it, it, it's like talking AIDS in the 80s and talking about gays in the 80s, talking about Black Lives Matter now, talking about the LGBTQI community a few years ago, talking about the Me Too movement. People don't like to be uncomfortable. They don't like to have uncomfortable conversations or feel uncomfortable. It's not an American thing, it's a human thing. And the more we can be uncomfortable, the more human and compassion and empathy we can share with the people around us. Because as someone who, I don't know how many times I've stopped breathing and thought I was gonna die and think I probably won't make it through the end of the year that this is my death declaration, this series, it, it, it amazes me how family and friends have just pushed me away and aside because they don't want to confront what I'm dealing with and what I'm going through. Uh, it, but I understand that because I have cousins going through brain cancer and all kinds of issues that I'm not in contact with and I'm not checking on them either. So I completely understand it and I completely get it. It's human nature. So I think as humanity as a whole, as a globe, we need to get more comfortable being uncomfortable so that we can have those uncomfortable conversations because that's the only way we're going to grow, change, expand, and move forward as a global society. Because if you haven't realized that we're a global society right now after a worldwide pandemic, I don't know what to tell you. And you know, you're dead right with these uh, uncomfortable conversations, but to do it in a way that you're not insulting people, you know, that you can just have a debate you have your point of view. I have my point of view. We can both digest it and go, do you know something? You're actually right about that. I was thinking about it differently. But unfortunately, especially on social media, people just attack and they just, you know, you can even send links of this is where I'm getting my source. They don't even read it and they reply with more attacks. And it's like, it's yeah. just gone. Well, and there's no nuance in text. There's no tone of voice. There's no inflection in your voice. All everything emotion that we are as humans because we are driven by emotion mostly more than we are mentally is lost in text form so that's you know social media was supposed to bring us closer together but it's driven us further apart for that reason
you know exactly exactly and like i was talking about the water for them and why i i i question is i know like in poland they don't have fluoride in the water but they do in ireland parts of the uk and i know in parts of the the states as well you've got the fluoride in the water which is another toxin but what i've noticed is even here say at basil plant you know if, uh, that, that i grow if i use tap water yeah, the plant is dying if i put it through a filter it kind of maintains itself but then i use an ozone generator and it flourishes so it just shows the benefit of having the right water and i was using tap water that actually makes sense now <laughs> and but that's you know every politician has run on the oh we need to fix the infrastructure of america not a single one has ever done it and right now we have water systems all over the country failing and that are toxic and that are actually harming we the people the citizens of the united states of america the supposed richest best country in the world that won't do shit about our roads our water and because our politicians like to play with the money because they think it's their money it's our money it's our money it's we the people's money it's our taxes money it's not their government it's our government they work for us and they forgot that well unfortunately they work for the the, the corporations not just in america in all over the world and they're loyal to them and we, we're seeing it now because they're making decisions that have <laughs> nothing to do with the people it's all about who they're loyal to and they, you know they're pushing their narrative profit over people yeah absolutely absolutely inhumane that's inhumane yeah and i i know to say you had a friend that had a weed ticket so i wanted to discuss that because uh you might tell me about that story yeah so that episode is called uh marijuana martyr uh he got he's a stand-up comedian uh very kind of uh, vulgar in your face. Not everybody appreciates his stand-up comedy. I do. I think he's hilarious. We met at a comic con in Ari in Phoenix, Arizona, where he was dressed up as uh, as uh, the Heath Ledger version of the Joker. And I filmed him for my Chronicles of Comic Con channel, and that has like 12 million views now, and kind of went viral after a few years. And we became friends after that, and has done some filming here and there. So one night while he's doing stand-up comedy, him and the other two comedians go out to his truck to smoke a little weed because you know what? If it helps them feel like they're funnier or get in the zone, more power to them. For those that don't, more power to them. That's a personal choice. We should be allowed that freedom of personal choice. So cop comes by, notices him, calls his uh, patrol officer in charge. They come, they pull everyone out, give everyone a ticket. The other two comedians go to court first, claim all the marijuana, all the paraphernalia and everything. So my friend Stuart goes to court and is like, what am I doing here? They're like, oh, boom, pay such or such fine. He's like, well, my friends claimed everything. I'm innocent. None of that was even mine. They're like, well, we don't care the way the laws are written here in Arizona. You're automatically guilty. Oh, I thought we were supposed to be presumed innocent and proven guilty in America. No, nope, not over marijuana, automatically guilty in Arizona pay your fine. You don't get to defend yourself. No court time. You don't even get a defense lawyer. You're not even allowed a defense lawyer. You're not even allowed to defend yourself. So boom, boom, boom. He doesn't pay the fine. They call him back into court. He's like, no, I already told you I'm innocent. I refuse to pay this fine. Fine. Here's some community service and a bigger fine. Doesn't do that. Comes back in. Doesn't do that. About his fourth or fifth visit into the courtroom, the he already knows what's coming. 
and he had called me and I went out to Arizona and I did a pre-interview with him that I didn't know what I was in for. And that's when he told me his plan that he was going to defy the legal system over a mere $300 ticket and some community service. And he knew the court or the judge was gonna give him jail time, which could be anywhere from 30 days to a couple of years in prison oh. over, over not paying a fine because you know what, that's what all misdemeanors and fines are. It's to punish the poor. They, they don't do that to the rich because the rich can afford it. <laughs> That's the way all systems work. So he refuses to do this and he goes in there and the judge is like, fine, you're going you're gonna to go to jail. I mean, pulls out his calculator and start doing his thing. And my friend already had, a, was already had a plan in place, picks up the clipboard that was right there next to him that he had already been working on, rips off the metal piece of the clipboard and opens his wrists in the middle of court. Ooh. Which is all I'm telling you. You got to watch the episode to see what happens after that. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I know I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, looking forward. Not, uh, obviously, I don't want to be seen that kind of, but the, the whole show. So, what, what else did you, uh, well, obviously, research? obviously, we weren't in court. We don't have any kind of that kind of footage or anything like that, obviously. So, uh, y yes. There is a warning label uh, at the start of the episode and before things get kind of funky in there uh, for anyone who is easily triggered, easily offended. So yes, it's extremely sensitive subject matter. Uh, I threw in, we, there's some dark humor in there to help kind of lighten the mood as well. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's entertainment and educational at the same time, take it for what it's worth on a personal level. Everybody's gonna have a different reaction to it uh, no i mean it's definitely something worth uh, looking at so what else did you uncover yeah. and i mean like the one time i went to holland it was legal in holland and i got space cakes. oh my god and it was meringue cakes and all kind of like a sponge cake uh, and i've never had it in my life so we yeah. went into this place we got it and it was like me and my friend i remember looking at him it's like because we didn't know you know, two Irish guys, right. I don't know how old we were, like 20 or something like that, early 20s. And it was like, I, I, are you feeling anything? No, let's get another. I don't know that we have two or three, but then oh. we decided, <laughs> then we decided, let's just go drinking. And so, you know, I think the establishment, was uh, yeah, it was over after that. Like, we we're like zombies. And like, I think the establishment should actually educate people because there must be a lot of people that they don't understand this and, you know, how it can affect them. And and we're and the series will be going into that a lot too on the difference on how it affects you for taking it in like an oil drop versus smoking it versus taking an edible versus a rub that you put on your skin. There's multiple ways to use cannabis or CBD products, and they all affect you differently depending on what your need is, your pain, or what you're using it for. And once again, just like any other medicine or drug or even alcohol, it all affects us differently on an individual basis. Just like tequila makes certain people mad. Tequila makes me want to kiss everybody. Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels makes me want to fight. But some of my other friends, it makes them the most loving people on the planet. You know, so it depends on the type of alcohol. Well, it also depends on the type of weed you're smoking or how you're doing it. And I can tell you what you did wrong right there with ingesting it. Edibles is a great way to get it in your system, especially if you don't want to smoke it. 
but it takes longer to get in your bloodstream and affect you and for you to feel the effect. So the, most of the time people don't feel it. So they're going to go back and eat more. And by the time that second one kicks in, that's when you're turning 15 shades of green and colors of white that no white person should ever turn. And you think you're going to die. It wears off. It wears off. So that's what happens. So once again, for any first timers, I always suggest you may not even know it, but everybody knows a stoner. Everybody knows someone who smokes or eats edibles or used to. Find someone who already knows to ask them about it so that you can be educated or have them do it with you your first time. You should never do it your first time by yourself because you don't know what you're doing. And, and it takes a few times for you to feel the effects to go, oh, okay. And then and then knowing the difference between hybrids and a sativa and an indica and how they affect you, whereas in your sativa is generally considered your uppity, head high, I'm gonna clean the house, go to work, and that was what I would smoke before I'd go lift weights and I was just in the zone. Whereas in your indica is your nighttime on the couch, relaxing, going to bed, falling asleep, vegging out, watching movies, whatever your relaxation is. And a hybrid is somewhere in between where you get both effects. So it's that kind of stuff that's important for knowing education, but it's also important uh, for testing and knowing uh, that's why legalization is so important so they can be tested. So you know how strong the products are for your own knowledge. So you can figure out what works best for you so that you don't have an experience in Amsterdam like me and my two friends did in the early 2000s when we went to visit my friend who lives in Germany. Hey, Jason Brown, how you doing buddy? Uh, so <laughs> these two really weren't smokers. I'm the professional stoner. I'm the professional smoker. They can't wait to go to Amsterdam and try some legal weed. Well, I've been smoking crap illegal weed that I'm getting off the streets. I'm not used to this Amsterdam really high quality medical marijuana. It wasn't legal yet here in the States. So we go to this three-story cafe. You go to the bottom story where, and you push a little button, this big screen lights up and it's a menu. And you're just like, you feel like you're at just any kind of store or restaurant and you're picking out your menu. We order our stuff, go up to the top floor, sit at the bar, order a couple of drinks, I roll us the joint. We did mushrooms that day earlier. So we we're already feeling pretty good. Why? Because we could pay for them with a credit card. We didn't go there to do mushrooms, but just the fact that we could pay for mushrooms with a credit card, they were illegal. You're damn right, us Americans are gonna do that. So we did. So we're already feeling pretty good from the day. Roll us this nice fatty. We smoke it. I go blind and lose my vision and start having a panic attack. Bartender sees that, brings us all over a glass of water. I take one sip of water, my vision is immediately back. I'm like, you guys, we might want to go back to the hotel before we get this feeling even more than we already do. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm the professional. Trust me, I stand up and my legs gave out on me. But not like I hit the floor. It was like I was in the slowest moving elevator of your life and I'm just slowly sinking, right? I'm just, as my knees are just slowly giving out and I'm like, well, and all of a sudden panic sets in my eyes. And my friend Russ turns to me, he's like, Casey, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on? What do you do? Stand up. And I just stand up. It's like, you know, it's a mental thing. It, 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 it's, it's a mental thing. <laughs> and I just stand up and it was just like, okay, sit back down. We're at our appetizers, get some food in us. 
anxiety goes away, mental capacity goes back. And they're like, what the hell just happened? I'm like, this is the strongest shit I've ever smoked. They're like, well, you're freaking us out because you're supposed to be the professional. So if you're going down like this, what's about to happen to us? I'm like, nothing, we're fine. Let's eat this and go back to the hotel room and relax. <laughs> so yeah, Amsterdam, recommend it. But once again, it's, it's about knowing what you're putting in your system, how you're putting it in the system, the quality of what you're getting, the percenting, percentage of THC versus CBD and what you need for yourself. It's all about knowledge and education. And I went there unprepared. So yeah, yeah, that's my Holland story. <laughs> but I mean, it's good advice. Like you should have somebody there that's uh, kind of, you know, got your back basically, because you can start freaking out. And But on the other side, then, you know, it's like if you look at, uh, you know, people that are in bars and clubs when they're drinking, as you say, I mean, I love Jack Daniels. It makes me want the hug. You're the opposite, you know. So it, you don't but see that when people are smoking are edibles. They just, they just, they're they're camp. You never see, would you ever go to a place where people are smoking and they want to fight? I've never seen it. You know, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Yeah, every bad decision I've ever made was on alcohol. Yeah, not not marijuana. So and like, and, and, and and now they're trying to pass like drugged driving which is the stupidest phrase ever like here in new mexico for uh, but there's no way to test if anyone smoked or put marijuana in their system that day uh and and it may impair some drivers it may not others there's also no proof either way on that and since it stays in your system for three weeks to four weeks depending on how much fat you got in your body uh it, it, there's no way to there's no test on the planet that proves today versus yesterday versus three weeks ago. So there's there's no legal way to prove any of that and follow that up. And besides the fact, all right, let me just educate everybody out there. Alcoholics are gonna drive and make stupid decisions. It's called functional alcoholics. Stoners get stoned and sit on the couch and eat chips and watch movies. They don't go out driving. I mean, some do, but not a lot for the majority. It's just kind of the way it is. So it's a false equivalent. So what else did you uncover while you were creating this uh, show? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know what? The need for veterans in this country is sickening. I'm pro-veteran anti-war. I'm, I'm pro-humanity. Uh, and the, the, this country talks a good game about respecting our troops and taking care of our vets but we don't we never have it's never been our thing we've never done that as a country and and now we're just we're tormenting them mentally and physically and then when they come back they're barely getting the help they need and that help comes in a pill form that causes a side effect for a new pill and then another pill and then another pill and like one of the vet veterans i interviewed He's like up to 18 pills a day. I can barely take one or two pills. Like I hate taking pills, but like I can't even imagine that. And he's not even in a state where it's legal. So he's got to go and get it off the street and risk all kinds of other issues when that shouldn't even be an issue. He's a vet, leave him alone. That's why it should be legalized in all 50 states. And I even have a, I even have a public statement from the VA 
from the Hospital Association for the Vets in this country. Uh, they 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 were kind enough to send me a public statement. And they couldn't give me an interview, but their their official view on it is, you know what? If it's legal in your state, the doctors can prescribe it to you. The doctors don't bring it up, but the doctors are encouraged about being open and honest about it and how it can help them with their PTSD and how it interacts with other medications. Because that's what the doctor's job is, is to let you know how it's going to interact with other medications. Because that's something they can actually define and control and understand, even though they don't know what's in all the pill medications. Like no doctor on the planet knows what's in every single pill out there. The pharmaceutical companies don't even give them that information, nor do they care. So in, in some states, they can get it and their doctor is helpful. In other states, you know, the doctor can be honest with them, but it's not legal in all 50 states. So until it's legalized in all 50 states, then the VA association can actually pay for it as medicine for these vets. And maybe they won't be having kidney and liver issues and all kinds of other health issues from all the pills they're taking. And maybe, you know, they may still need a few pills, but less. So if anyone in this country has earned the freedom to smoke whatever the fuck they want, whenever they want, it's the veterans. The thing with the, with the doctors as well, like why some might be doing this is, I mean, I've researched a lot on this is like the kickbacks that they're getting from the pharmaceutical companies. So you might be one tablet might be 10 bucks and others 100 bucks and the 10 buck one might be better. But because of the kickbacks, they're giving you that and they're probably looking at that as well. Like, oh, I can give him 18 tablets or I can give him something that he might need any and he's taking, you know, the, the cannabis that will actually calm him down. But no, they don't want that because they're lining their pockets, unfortunately. And it's a vicious circle with a lot of them. Right. And at the same time, the reason we have an opiate problem in this country is because for a good 15 years, the drug companies were the ones telling the doctors how much they should be prescribing for pain. And they were, and they figured out way too late that they were prescribing too much. So it wasn't even the doctors in charge of that. It was big pharma in charge of how much medication that the general public was getting. And now we have a huge opiate epidemic in this country with, uh, the people that are against marijuana, feeding it to them, their entire family, and have no idea that they're addicted and that's what's causing their so many of their other issues. Marijuana doesn't give me mood swings. Opiates, well. Yeah. And how many states is it actually legal in now? I'm not 100% sure because it just got legalized in New York. So like it's constantly changing there's a few more on the books and then there's a difference of which state it's legal in medical versus medical and recreational too so like and because of my health and my brain fog i haven't done the full research on that part yet because uh i'm not there in that episode i'm currently working on i will be soon probably probably next week i'll actually have that answer next week <laughs> the answer is not enough not all of them it doesn't matter how many states legalize it until it's federally legal and taken off the substance list, nothing else matters. That's the only thing that matters in this country. We need it federally legalized and taken off the substance list. And quite frankly, we should be looking at cocaine and heroin and all the other issues. You wanna stop crime? Well then stop putting drug addicts in positions to become criminals, get them the help they need, get them actual help, quit putting them in jail and in prison. Get them actual help. 
And I mean, like, because uh, you know, you were talking about um, the 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 comedian that uh, you know slashed his wrist. But the reality is, there's a lot of people for recreational purposes are in jail, and in like that's an industry in itself in America. I mean, I don't know, is it like one percent of your population is in? Jail? I mean, it, from Europe, it's higher than one. It's on unreal, but it's it's another industry. And, you know, they basically destroy people's lives when they don't need to. And a lot of the time, the whole lot is caused by the governments creating whatever situation that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the uh, it's the private prison system is messing things up big time here. We have what is called the school to prison pipeline. Uh, real, real simple. You arrest a teenage black kid. They're in the system for the rest of their life. They'll never get out of it. That's that's how it goes. So the systemic racism of this country is inherent in in the marijuana laws, the policing and the judicial system all affects people of color more than it does my white ass, because I've been let go. I don't know how many times by cops who have literally told me you're lucky you're white or else you'd be going to jail right now. They admit their racism. They've also admitted to me that they don't even want to be arresting people or charging people over marijuana. Most cops don't consider it a drug or an offense. And I'm pretty sure a few cops have confiscated my shit and taken it home and smoked it themselves. But I mean, I, I've seen that like in, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Like, you know, the the, the way the, the way the way it's working in America. And uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, like basically educating people on, you know, the way to do it, get more of it legalized. Let's hope we can stop, you know, the way that they're controlling it. Eh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Here, here's some fun tidbit information that I, I can share with you in my in my studies. The DEA's. Is it 2018 or 2019? One of that, one of those years, uh, in their public, I don't know the word I'm looking for. See, brain fog's kicking in. Uh, that they put out their information for the public uh, as far as a breakdown of marijuana, alcohol, tobacco, uh, heroin, opiates. You know, each drug has its own category on what they talk about on there. And in there, under the marijuana. It literally states that Mexico is going to have to start growing better marijuana because since legalization in this country, the black market illegal marijuana in this country is way better than what they're growing there and bringing over the border. So us Americans don't want it anymore because it's just not good enough. So even our own government is like, hey, Mexicans, y'all need to grow better weed. Guess who just legalized marijuana throughout all of Mexico last month? A Mexican president. Yeah, imagine that. So once again, America's even, we're even behind our, our Southern brothers when it comes to legalization. Oh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, that, that, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So no, I mean, yeah, does, uh, like, can you see where, I mean, we see it in Holland, but uh, even in Ireland, I think there was people fighting it for medical purposes. It, it's mm-hmm. strange. like, But even if you just look at the hemp, you know, for the products that it can make, because it's like this, like they're, because they're saying it's part of the cannabis plant, but the reality is it's a total different thing. The climate in Ireland is 
ideal for growing hemp. It's a wonder, instead of having sugar and toxins that they grow, the country should be covered in hemp because it's we've got you know perfect conditions for it. Multiple issues. Uh, Kama Hemp, check them out. They're out of Ireland. I love Kate. Shout out to Kate. Uh, I interviewed her for this. She actually sent me some of her hemp juice powder. What they do is they take the entire plant because the entire hemp plant is usable. It's the most usable plant on the uh, planet. The only thing more after that is the coconut tree, which is used in Polynesia for in every part of their society. So the only more, the only other plant besides the coconut and the coconut tree that's more useful on the planet is hemp. Always has been, always will be. So check out Kama Hemp. Uh, they take the whole plant, they juice it so they're getting all the nutrients out of it, and then they dry it into a powder so that you can utilize it in smoothies or however you want. It's an amazing product because here's what I didn't even know about the hemp plant. I've been going after the THC and the CBD and all those healing properties. Well, the hemp plant itself has vitamin A, vitamin B, has protein in it, has carbohydrates in it, has uh, fiber in it. It has all the nutrients we need as a human that we can't get from other plants as a plant whole. Whereas in you got to eat so many vegetables and so many fruits to get the amount that you're getting just from the hemp. And then on top of that, you're still getting the, the cannabinoids, which is the CBD that helps with pain management and inflammation and calmness. So, and quite frankly, it's helped my digestion since I started using it too. So now, because there is research being done in Kentucky right now with feeding uh, chickens hemp seeds, it is turning their eggs into an omega superfood. So it's making chicken eggs more healthy for us than they already are. Now, when you look at, like I said, we're a global society of meat eaters. Before we were vegetarians, a lot of societies are vegetarians out there as well. Hemp was included in their diet. We fed livestock hemp, which means everything that was a livestock on this planet that we ate as their own food was being turned into a superfood by hemp. All of a sudden, America stops importing hemp and outlaws hemp and the rest of the world starts following suit, stop copying us, we're fucking idiots. And now look, Look at all the dietary diseases we have all over the world and intolerance we have to gluten and wheat and different things that our ancestors and even our great grandparents a hundred years ago didn't have issues with. None of that started in this world until we stopped feeding ourselves and our livestock hemp. Uh, what what fares me is like uh, all the seeds that they're doing now and all the GMO, which is then being fed to the animals. Like they say, it's safe. I studied um, a, a, a book there by Dr. Wrench. It was from the 80s, uh, 80 years ago. It was like who lived the longest and they were in the Himalayas. And basically they fed the rats uh, the same food so the fats had no rats had no reproductive problems no science problems no no tumors no nothing so basically a rat of uh, two years is equivalent to a human of 50 mm. and they're saying so they're very similar to us in organ ways and everything the gmo causes tumors in rats 
So to me, that's straight away, that's causing tumors in us. And they're basically giving the GMO to all the animals and then we're eating that. So whether you're a plant eater or an animal eater under the current conditions, let's get back to the giving them hemp and get rid of all these Monsanto toxins that are being uh, fed to it, that, that are causing all these diseases around the world. Yeah, and that's my favorite thing about legalization and regulation in this country for the states that have legalized medical marijuana is the regulation on it is extremely strict because most of us don't ingest it, we smoke it. And you gotta be careful what you're putting into your lungs when it comes to toxins or other chemicals that you're spraying on the plant to get rid of bugs or help grow and blah, blah, blah. And that's where GMOs and Monsanto and all that stuff, you gotta be extremely careful with and pesticides because we had we had a problem for about six months in this country. Oh my goodness, was this, was this 2019, I think? Where, especially on the East Coast, basically they were getting the vape cartridges off the black market off the street instead of getting them because they weren't legal in New York. That's, they're legal now in New York, but they weren't back then. And they're getting them off the street. Well, you don't know what's in there. The problem was they were adding E oil, okay? E is good for the skin, but damages the lungs. And people were dying. People were dying left and right, and they couldn't figure it out. And they were blaming it on the marijuana. It had nothing to do with the marijuana. It had nothing to do with the, the oil. It had everything to do with the E oil. And that's why it's important knowing the company you're going through their testing process, their manufacturing process, and knowing that you're getting a quality product that you can depend on that's not going to kill you, make you worse, or make you sick, because marijuana doesn't do that. But when you're adding other stuff that you don't know what there is to it, that's the stuff that's going to get you. I guess I had heard of people dying from the vapes, and I thought it was that vaping was bad and that it was... I didn't hear of that story, so yeah, that's... uh, Oh, well, because, you know, they only want us to hear what they want you to hear that's why i follow multiple news sources i follow news sources from out of the country paper tv all kinds of different issues because i like to be informed yeah unfortunately the rest of the population that aren't in that boat i mean i'm the same i look at different i question everything but unfortunately people watch cnn they watch the bbc and they believe it and they start regurgitating it and they start attacking people based on the lies that have been fed to them but uh yeah. So listen, this has been very interesting. And uh, um, wh- when is it? You said the 20th is is, yes. is the release date. So what's the, what's the call? How can people find you? Right here. Here's my logo made by Dark Knight Studios. Shout out to my good friend, Pat. Uh, so I couldn't get this picked up by Hulu or Netflix. So I'm just putting it out there by myself. It'll be available on YouTube. The very first episode, The Cost of Cannabis, Marijuana Martyr, airs on April 20th. That's right. 420. It's the International Stoner Holiday. It airs at 420 time, Eastern Standard Time. So for all of you in New York, you'll get to be one of the, some of the first to see it. Well, I mean, it'll be worldwide published at the same time, but uh, no point in publishing at Mountain Time. Who cares the crap where I live? Uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so go subscribe there. Uh, as much as I would love to put out a weekly episode, like I said, I'm behind in my own production schedule due to my own health. And so I'm trying to get caught up. Uh, This was the hardest of the episodes uh, as far as putting together because of the subject matter and because it was focused on one family as opposed to all kinds of information from all over the country and all over the world like the other episodes will be. Uh, So we have an episode uh, for the history of hemp talking about how it started, the difference between industrial and medical uses, how it spread to the 
throughout the world and how us dumbass Americans ruined it for the rest of the world. Uh, another one called Reefer Racism, where we're going to go into the laws here and the systemic racism and why we love to lock up people of color over marijuana in this country and let white people go that are mass murderers because we love our guns and alcohol. Another episode for CBD community where we'll be educating everyone about the difference between THC and CBD, what to look for, what to try, a couple good companies that I personally like that I can guarantee are good quality companies to check out. Uh, as well as an in interview with EndoDNA. This owner is a scientist, put himself through college after being kicked out of his family home for smoking weed at 16. And now his company EndoDNA matches up the best type of marijuana for you, for your pain management and anxiety and the types to avoid that'll make your anxiety worse. They literally match it up with your DNA. So it's all science-based. I can't wait for the public to learn more about that. So we're gonna be talking about that. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the veterans in uh, Warriors of Weed. I, I have some extremely personal stories that they literally just sent me uh, because they can't talk about it publicly because it's too difficult. So I had my voiceover guy do it for them, but they were kind enough to send me some pictures and I've seen, they've been uh, uh, one of the guys, basically there's a movie called The Post. It's on Netflix. Uh, they're doing a docu-series about it right now. He's one of the survivors from that in Afghanistan. Just a horrible, bloody battle. I cried when I watched the movie. Whew, about to right now, just thinking about it. Uh, so there's that. And then the world of weed where I'll be talking about the cultural and religious significance and the laws and where it's legal and where it's not worldwide and the business end of it. We're going to be getting into the marketing and the banking and how easy it is in countries where it's legal compared to not legal here. Uh, so just if, if it has to do with the subject matter, I'm going to find a way to work it in. <laughs> and how long is each episode or does it vary? It, it'll, it'll, no, it probably won't vary because I'm, uh, they'll be about 34 minutes and 20 seconds because 420. I got to do that for my stoner people for it's part of the culture. So, and then, and that's part of it too, is I'll be talking a lot about the culture, you know, why Snoop Dogg is famous, why Cheech and Chong and Willie Nelson are famous for smoking marijuana and how we vilify it unless it's famous entertainers that are promoting it and then alcohol is glorified in this country so i'll be getting into all of that kind of stuff excellent yeah i look forward to following it so listen thoroughly enjoyed the conversation and uh, i wish you super success with your show same to you and uh just you know next time you go to try to edible do it with someone who knows what they're doing don't eat as much let it kick in and it'll help with your meditation but like that's you know, smoking before I used to meditate or do yoga back when I could get into positions without hurting myself or, or before working out. It's just, it's part of your, it, it is religion for some people. It's part of your mental health. It's part of your physical health. It's part of, it, it's part of your soul. It's a plant. It's what we consider God's gift. Anyone who calls it the devil's lettuce, I don't think you really understand a lot of things <laughs> mm. but i'll let the series talk about that <laughs> no brilliant yeah I, I i look forward to it so thank you very much casey it's been a pleasure talking to you it's been an absolute pleasure go subscribe down the road show youtube
Great. So that's all for uh, the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. I would also like to thank my listeners because uh, this week uh, I went into the half percent. I'm in the top half percent of podcasts. So I just appreciate all the people that have been listening and support me for the last six months. So until next week, take care. There's a time. Thank you.